The Heidi Ruscio Podcast is where you'll hear compelling stories of female leaders, creators, and innovators. Today, I have Lauren Bolden, founder of Pi Bar on. But before we talk to her, I wanted to share a five-minute update on what I learned from today's episode and how I'm applying it. Thought it may help you. So something that you'll hear from Lauren today is how simplifying actually helped her business succeed. And that's actually one of my intentions for this year. Keep it simple. I confess I am a doer of all things. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but a problem can arise in that type of person, me. That issue is confusion. I mean, when you have a billion things on your to-do list or a billion offerings from your business, it's really easy for confusion to set in. There's an author that I love, Donald Miller, but he also created this business called Building a Story Brand. And he always says, if you confuse, you lose. And I think that's such a great phrase to remember because it's so true. And I thought I'd share a few ways that I've put keeping it simple into action this year. I thought it may help you. The first one is streamline development. If you're like me, you like personal development. You like learning all this type of stuff. The problem can arise, at least for me, is that I go away from that podcast or conference or whatever with this list of 10 extra things to add to my to-do list every day. And before I know it, that to-do list takes me 30 hours, my daily to-do list. And mathematically, that just does not work. I mean, I'm not good at math, but yeah, I don't think that that calculates for us in a day. Instead of doing that, whenever I listen to a podcast or go to a conference, I'm only going to think about one major principle or action item that I'm going to take away from that. Something that's realistic for me. And then how I incorporate that has to be realistic as well. So for instance, if like last year, I really, really wanted to try and just actively reach out to potential new clients. So I was like, I'll do one a day. If I just reach out to one a day, that seems realistic. No, it was not realistic. And it got really frustrating and overwhelming. So this year, instead, I'm going to focus on trying to reach out just to one a week. And if I don't even get to one a week, that's fine. I'll just move it to the next week. No big deal. But as long as I'm doing at least something and I'm not feeling overwhelmed and I totally stop overall, I feel like that is the goal. The second Second thing is declutter and organize. They are going to be a priority this year, and they probably are for you, especially if you've watched Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. I think everyone has, right? Well, my husband and I, Mike, uh, we already did that to a lot of our house, and we still have a couple little spots in our house that we really want to be able to tidy up and organize a little bit more. But I'm not going to let that end in January. Throughout this year, I just, if I have a few minutes, I want to try and organize and declutter everything. My car, my computer, my email, my pictures. Oh my gosh, you guys, (laughs) so many pictures. And I just don't have any type of organization for them. So I'm going to try and do that in just um, a little bit at a time. Because the thing is, is that things seem more complicated when you don't have a place to put them or you can't find something. We've all been there when we had to leave in like 10 minutes and we can't find XYZ and we're like scrambling. It's chaotic. You may be late because you can't find it. It's just really frustrating. So not only do I want to focus on less choices by like getting rid of stuff, but I want to focus on the best choices in every aspect of my life. And then the third thing is one thing a day. I tried to do this last year, but it just ended up to be more like three things a day because I have several different businesses that I'm working on. Atlanta VoiceOver Studio, which we're 
filming the podcast, um, both on camera and audio here at Atlanta VoiceOver Studio, Heidi Rue Productions, which encompasses my voiceover and on-camera career, and then this podcast. Instead of trying to do a bazillion things with each of those categories throughout the day, I'm just focusing on one thing in each of those per day one thing. And I try and get that done early, like before 10. Because if not, the day gets crazy and busy and there can be interruptions. Gosh, just this past week, over the past couple of days, I had my agent go, hey, are you available for a VO job this afternoon at three? And it was like 12 or one. So when we have those types of interruptions that you just never know that will come up, it's good to just go ahead and get those main chunks done first thing in the morning before those interruptions start coming in. Overall, the gist of this, what I'm learning is just to also keep within my limits. Last weekend, Mike and I, we got done with our weekend. We were like, oh my gosh, we're so exhausted. We don't feel rested. And it was just because I got way into tidying up and I spent too much time on that over the weekend and I didn't focus enough on rest and play. And so that's what I'm trying to be better at and keep it simple, not complicated, right? No complicated orders here. Let's talk with our guest today. Lauren and her husband, Cody, own Pie Bar in Woodstock, Georgia. They also started Pie Provisions, which is an online store that sells pie filling, pie baking kits, uh, tools and utensils, and boxed pie crust, which is like their number one seller, which I can understand why. And Lauren and her head baker, Olivia Pisano, also won the Cooking Channel's Sugar Showdown, um, which is just a huge huge honor. I heard about how much you had to prep for that. And that was really impressive, setting the timer and Absolutely. everything. <laughs> yeah, we probably looked very crazy to everybody yeah. walking by the store. But it gave us an opportunity to say, well, this is the time we have. Let's figure out a way to make it work. That's so smart. Obviously, opening the pie bar, it didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. So tell me a little bit about your journey of like loving baking and how that led to pies. Sure thing. So I've always been somebody who's been interested in food and and cooking. I've never been the person that was set on creating a recipe and then making it and then sharing it with others. It was just more of I really enjoyed spending time in the kitchen. I really enjoyed making something and then sharing it with others and honestly getting the feedback. Yeah. <laughs> they said it's really good or it's not very good. You're like, yes. Exactly. And so that's kind of where it all started when I was a kid. My mom would get um, pretty upset because I would make just giant messes in the kitchen because I would want to cook something or bake something and then dishes just weren't really something I was interested in doing. Right. <laughs> and so, so it kind of limited the amount of time I was la- allowed in the kitchen because of those things. Uh-huh. But so as a kid, I just baked or cooked whenever I could. And had a pretty normal childhood, played sports. And so I went off to college and and kind of forgot about it. Didn't really do much other than when I'd come home for our holidays, I'd make something. And generally it became, I made the pies. So mm. I made pie at Thanksgiving and it was pretty standard. I'd open a can of pumpkin and make a pumpkin pie, or yeah. I'd cut up a couple of apples and make an apple pie. And so from there, graduated college and got a job with Governor Deal's office. And so- oh, okay. While I was at the state capitol, that's when I was able to kind of be reintroduced to what food looks like again. Hmm. We were given an opportunity to spend time at the mansion. And so at the time, Chef Holly Shute was the um, chef there. And she's just incredible. She does really great stuff. And she's a big proponent for Georgia-grown ingredients. And so just being surrounded by that really 
kind of reintroduced food to me again. Mm -hmm. It really ignited something that I was passionate about. Mm -hmm. And so just seeing what she was making kind of encouraged me to want to bake or, or cook things at home. And so I started baking a lot again and would make lots and lots of pies. So I was really into the idea of creating a pie crust and I wanted to spend time on that and and really perfect what that was going to look like mm. for me and so my poor co-workers I wouldn't bring in a pie for them to try I would bring in multiple pies at a time <laughs> <laughs> and then I would send out really annoying emails that were like um there's pie here in the office you're only allowed to eat it if you try all four. Oh my gosh and I'm gonna need feedback on right. each one <laughs> I'm glad that you said pies though because at first I was thinking you were saying I just brought in pie crust for them to taste and I was like oh gosh they're we, probably like enough dough please. we can't taste this we pie actually crust do that a lot at the store so whenever we're just working on recipes or training new bakers, I think yeah. people think we're crazy because we'll be like, here are six pie crusts. Yeah. <laughs> and you only eat the crust uh -huh. and then kind of evaluate each other that way. Like, oh, you added too much water or it could use a little bit more of this. And, and so it just kind of got to the point where I think they were a little bit sick of pies and my <laughs> husband was kind of sick of eating pie. Right. Uh, and so I thought, well, wouldn't it be fun if I tried to sell a little bit of it? Um, I had never really considered the fact uh, that all of this pie that I was baking was costing us money. Yeah. And so Cody was like, that's a great idea because this is getting a little expensive. Sure. Because the whole time you were just thinking, I just really love right. this. This right. is just something fun for me and I really want to get it right. So where did you end up selling it first? Was it farmer's market? It was at or? a farmer's market. Okay. So so I was like, well, I'm going to sell these pies. But none of the farmer's markets wanted me. <laughs> surprise, really? surprise. It turns out... So Somebody who's never baked for anyone ever before yeah. other than herself or co-workers isn't a huge get. <laughs> <laughs> they're so, not just waiting for you no, to come to their farmer's no. market. So they were like, we're pretty full. Um, <laughs> <laughs> until the beautiful, kind people in Jasper, Georgia, were like, we'll take a chance on you. Come wow. on down. My first farmer's work, it was such a bust. Really? I was about to say, are you just sitting there in your like tent area yes. just going, please buy my please pies? Please buy my pies. Jasper is a place that really still values home cooking and home mm. baking. And so when I was out there sharing my home cooked pies or my home baked pies, it was like, this is really cool, but why am I going to pay for that? Because right. I can also bake pie. That first day when I baked all of the, I did mini pies. When I baked them all, it took me eight plus hours to make like 20 mini pies. Oh and I think I sold just a couple of them. Um, but those sales were so exciting. I was hooked. Somebody is going to pay me to yeah. make something I like to make. Like, this is awesome. Never mind the fact that I lost all of the money on all of the right. other mini pies. <laughs> um, and, and so that was the day I came home and and kind of sat down and was like, well, let's write this all out. Right. And so for months I did that. I would just every Saturday go up to the Jasper Farmer's Market and sell very little pie and would come home and write it down in my notebook. And um, eventually I went from red to black. I was wow. really excited. I would, I would call my mom. I was like, I'm in the black. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, I started out with 300 bucks or something like yeah. that, you know, as my uh, personal loan to myself. And, uh -huh. and I finally was able to say like, I'm officially, you know, official. Right. <laughs> and what was your husband saying too during this whole process? I thought, he's really supportive. He yeah. was like, if this is something you want to do, cool. Yeah. You do it. I'll yeah. help you out when you need help. So sure. he did a lot of the dishes. If she gets this excited about selling two pies, then great. just go for it. Just girl. go for it. Yeah. Exactly. And so 
I became obsessed with it. It mm. was to the point where I think like an addict, like you like sh- you like shirk all of your other responsibilities. Yeah. So I was doing pretty terribly at work. I was, you know, uh, kind of ignoring anything or anyone that wasn't that. That wasn't me yeah. baking pies for the farmer's markets. And then the next season came around and finally I was able to get into some other markets. And so it just became my life. Wow. Um, at the time, Cody and I had only been married a couple of years. And so then I think for us to be able to spend time together as newlyweds, it became yeah. his life. Yeah. <laughs> was it, um, was this whole time you were still working? Still with- working. So oh my gosh. I would go to work. I'd commute down to Atlanta and then work, you know, uh, eight to five and then commute back up. And so like 630 at night until... I mean, if it was a market day, 6.30 at night until like 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning, just oh making my, my little pies and then getting so excited <clears throat> to go and try and sell them. Once I got into the Woodstock Farmer's Market, that's kind of where things kicked off for us. Mm-hmm. We kind of found the people that really valued what we were putting out, which was a homemade pie that they could tell I spent a lot of time on. And, yeah. and I was really excited about using Georgia products. So it was all Georgia-grown pecans and peaches and and they are a community that really values that. Mm-hmm. So from there, we were able to say, well, this is our lives. Do we yeah. love our jobs? And at the time, I had moved over to an agency within the state, um, and I wasn't loving mm. my job. And and he was like, well, I could probably take some time off from work, and we'll open a shop and kind of go from there. After all this time with farmers markets, I mean, yes. were you making enough money at that no. point to really go? We could totally we should open, open a, a shop. shop. No, no, not at all. Oh my gosh! I, I, but at the time, um, I, I think I was twenty three, twenty four. Uh-huh. We didn't own a home. We don't have any kids. Yeah. So it was like, well, we're either we want to do something exciting. We're mm-hmm. going to either quit our jobs and open a pie shop, or move to Alaska. <laughs> And at the time, I couldn't convince Cody that Alaska was for us. Right. But I could convince him we should quit <laughs> our jobs and open a pie shop. Yeah. And so you could tell my family was like, all right, this uh-huh. will be cool. The only person that voiced any concern was my grandpa. And he was like, just pies. Like, yes, grandpa, we're just going to sell pie. He's like, what about muffins? <laughs> <laughs> Can, do I hear a Can muffin get in a there? Muffin? And we're like, no, no muffins, <laughs> only pie. Uh, so, And what was that decision based on? Like, Based on the idea that I didn't know how to make anything else. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> based on simply the fact that um, I could only make pies at the time. Yeah. The original name Pie Bar came from the idea. I thought it would be really cool to have a pie shop that served craft cocktails. So I was like, mm. oh, it's Pie Bar. How yeah. fun. And then we realized, well, we don't know how to make any craft cocktails. <laughs> <laughs> and I had already quit my job. So it was a yeah. little late to learn. Right, right. So we, I put in my notice. My last day at work was July of 2015. Okay. And I, we signed a lease on the space the same month. And then I told Cody, I was like, oh, by the way, I've been putting out flyers and sent out press releases. We're opening September 1st. He was like, of next year? I said, no, 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 like 30 days from now. We were committed. We had told everyone, like, in 30 days, this pie store will be open. We will be there, and we will serve you pie. We were like, we're going to open with four flavors, and people are going to love it, and it'll be great. And did they love it? Kind of. We've definitely learned a lot from day one right. to almost um, however many days are in three and a half years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and so first day came and it was me and Cody and my mom and everything that could go wrong went wrong. About an hour before we opened, we looked out front. Our entire store, the front is all windows and okay. there was a line. 
And so we thought, well, this is awesome. We've yeah. got a line. And, and so we opened the store and first person comes in and he looks at us and he said, you know, I want to be the first person to buy your pie. And so he bought a whole traditional apple pie. And then we said, great, box it up. And then we realized we forgot to bring boxes. Oh, <laughs> My gosh. So we we scrambled. My mom drove home to our house and got our boxes. And then the second person gets up and um, they're like, you know, we're going to do a couple slices. We said, great. Cut the slices. And we realized, like, we forgot all of our pie servers. It was just a horrible, horrible. And so Cody was in the back scrambling, trying to cut pies with with like a spatula and, and scoop it out. And then we're like, you know what? No big deal. We'll get past this third people up was the bank who had loaned us the money to <gasps> open the pie shop and we were just kind of like well we're here yeah <laughs> we're, we're doing, doing it. it and so fortunately um they didn't pull our loan yeah they are still our bank to this day wow. uh and we got through the first day and um at that time we were pretty ambitious we were like 10 a.m to 9 p.m seven days a week we're yeah. gonna do this thing and so at nine o'clock we closed. We were like, "Well, that was awesome, but also horrible." Right. And we have to do this again tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we did. We got up the next day and we dealt with it. We remembered to bring boxes and we remembered to bring pie servers and we most likely forgot other things and we yeah. figured it out. When you opened, you said you just have four pie flavors. I had four and flavors. And you still do that to this so day, right? So we do between do six and eight now. Six and eight. Six and eight okay. a day. We okay. at the time. We did four or five pie flavors because I think I knew probably four pie flavors. Yeah. We do six to eight now because anything above eight, you can almost see when people walk in, how overwhelmed they become. Yeah. Um, anything after eight, generally people are kind of like, there's too many choices. That six to eight for us is a perfect balance. Mm-hmm. We're going to sell just as much as if we had 12 to 15 flavors. Right. Um, and it gives us an opportunity also to really focus on those flavors mm-hmm. and make a really great quality product as, as opposed to trying to do a ton of stuff and only kind of getting it right yeah. half the time. How do you think that that's helped your business succeed over the years by mm-hmm. kind of simplifying things mm-hmm. and only giving a couple of choices? I think when we first opened, people were honestly a little confused by it. They were saying the same things my grandfather was yeah. saying, like, just muffin? pies? Are you sure? Like, do you have a muffin? Do you have something else? And we would say, no, just pies. Yeah. This is all we sell. And it's funny because we have people that will come into our store now and they'll say, you know, like three and a half, four years ago when you opened, I didn't think this place would last, like with just pies. And now they're our biggest customers because they've understood the value that we place on creating something that's so great that that's all we have to sell. Mm -hmm. In order to make really good pie, it wasn't something I wanted to sacrifice. Quality is not something I was interested in in throwing to the wayside. And so we said, we're just going to do pie and we're going to do it really, really good. And I'm going to recommend places for you to get cakes and cupcakes and cookies because um, the baking community is pretty small. I right. can tell you who makes really great cakes yeah. or cupcakes or cookies or or soups or salads or whatever you want. But when it comes time for you to get pie, you know where to go. Yeah. And my friend uh, Meredith, actually, mm-hmm. when I posted that you were coming on, she goes, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? I love Lauren. I said, oh, how do you know her? She goes, no, I just buy so much of her pie. Like, <laughs> I love that. We buy her pie all the time. It's so funny. So, I think we didn't realize when we opened the store how much people love pie. And I think, honestly, a lot of people didn't realize that they loved pie as well yeah. because they were so used to 
crap pie. Yeah. That they felt like, well, this isn't this that is good. This is just how it is. Right. right. Like, this is this is what pie tastes like. And then we said, no, 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 no. Come here. Try our pie. Yeah. Please, just try it. And, I mean, we have a team of 14 people now that wow. work seven days a week just to make pie, mm-hmm. which is so exciting and so amazing that people are so supportive of of us but also of just pie that yeah. they're able to, to do that for yeah. us what is something that has shifted your in your mm-hmm. mindset from the beginning when you started till now things have changed a lot mm-hmm. in in three and a half years I think a big one for me has been in the very beginning when we opened I was comparing myself to a lot of people I was saying well so and so is doing it this way or you know they're getting this why aren't we getting this and I finally realized well your mm-hmm. beginning is very different than somebody else's beginning mm-hmm. or your beginning is very different than somebody else's middle a right. lot of times I think as small business people we say well we're just getting started and then we look out at other industry leaders and we say well they're doing this but you forget they're three four five years ahead of you right and their story is different than your story and so allowing myself to understand they're a different business and I just need to focus on myself and my team in our store Mm -hmm. to make sure that we're creating the best experience possible as opposed to trying to recreate somebody else's experience yeah let's talk pies Mm -hmm. so what is like a really good easy pie to start with I always recommend fruit pies because generally if you mess it up you can throw ice cream on it and call it a cobbler yeah and and nobody will (laughs) know the difference Um, you're baking by taste I say choose a couple varieties of apples because you don't want just one flavor and then you can add the amount of sugar you like you can add the amount of cinnamon and nutmeg um, and then you can use something to hold it together a little bit of flour a little bit of cornstarch and for the most part it's going to come out great Mm -hmm. whereas if you were to do a custard pie for your first time or something a little trickier you're going to maybe not have as much success. It's a little easier to cover up mistakes in a fruit pie yeah. versus when you've got a custard pie. If it doesn't set, there's <laughs> not much do? you can do. Right. You I mean, can't you can still eat it. just pour a bunch of cinnamon <laughs> or something on there. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. So if your, your fruit pie comes out a little wet, no big deal. It's cobbler. Yeah. If it comes out not as sweet as you like, no big deal. Add some caramel. Mm-hmm. There's an easy, easy route to doctoring it up. Yeah. Okay. So what's one of the biggest mistakes that people make mm-hmm. when, when making pie? Making t- pies. Yeah. People hate when I say this, but I I think truly that making pie is very easy. And mm-hmm. and I know that people don't like that because then they <laughs> say like, well, I haven't had success. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that is because they're overwhelming themselves. They're feeling super stressed about it. Okay. So I think the first thing is don't stress about it. Just yeah. go in and have fun. And if it doesn't turn out great, who cares? Yeah. Like, you know, again, throw ice cream on it. Just It'll go be to fine. the pie bar. Or just go to the pie <laughs> bar. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I think the biggest mistake when it comes to pie is when people don't bake things long enough. So generally people expect it to be done pretty quickly. And in a home oven, a pie is going to take an hour plus, like plan on an hour and a half. I think that's a big mistake. And then I think the other big mistake is, again, pie doesn't just come together quickly. Don't plan on making a pie and then serving it immediately after. You need to be able to schedule out, I'm going to make the dough on this day and then maybe I'll let it rest overnight and then roll it out. So I think that's where a lot of people don't see success is because I'll ask them like, well, why didn't it turn out? And then they'll tell me, well, I, you know, I made the dough and then tried to roll it immediately, but it wouldn't roll. And 
things like that. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I get impatient a little mm-hmm. bit too when I'm baking, so I get that. <laughs> if people want to be able to, if they're like, you know what, I don't even want to mess with that, but um, they would <laughs> like to buy your pie crust mix because it's super easy <laughs> to make with that, then they can go to Pie Provisions, right, Correct. to order that. And Correct. it's just pieprovisions.com. Correct. We do a lot of classes okay. as well. Pie is an experience. It's mm-hmm. not just about eating it. It's about making it and then the process of serving it to others and then also sharing that experience of baking together. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of classes both at our shop as well as we've done them across the country. So I think if you go to our website, you can kind of see what upcoming classes we have and we use our mix there so you can learn how to do it and then you can apply those techniques at home. Awesome. And of course, they can go and just visit Pie Bar in Woodstock, Georgia. And you can follow Pie Bar across social media. And it's just... You just search Pie Bar. Generally, we're the first that'll come up and follow along. And you can see all of our pies. We try and show different flavors each day. And we really love engaging with our community. So like comment. We're going to comment back. We're not Mm going to ignore you. I think it's really fun to talk to people about pie or um, even things that have nothing to do with pie. We'll find a way. Okay. (laughs) Awesome. I love that. And I'll also link um, your social in the show notes too so people can follow there well um thank you so much for joining us for the Heidi Rue show today and I'd love to know what you think about this episode you can share on social media or email the links are in the show notes or you can even leave a review and we just started a YouTube channel hello everybody as well so if you want to watch after the podcast so I'm going to ask Lauren a couple more questions on YouTube and if you want to catch that then you can tune in in our YouTube channel have a great week and I'll talk to you in a couple weeks 